rejoice in the Lord, my whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation, he has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause the righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord.
crucified through the light. This is the testimony given by God when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the palm of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Our existence is still not one of 
Jerusalem is still one of the most painfully conflicted places on this earth. The oppressed are still waiting for the good news and the prayers for release. People in our time and place are finding more and more reason and motivation to join John the Baptist, to fall out from various wildernesses, to break various suffocating silences. The way still needs to be made clear. The boulders of abuse need to be thrown far from our paths. The potholes of hunger and poverty need to be filled so that all of us can gather with basic needs met to joyfully welcome the Lord of love. Weeds of greed and distraction need to be pulled so clarity of love can come into focus. A pathway for light needs to be made clear so that the darkness can be overcome and joy can win. But as we know, and have always known, from our anticipatory listening at the feet of Isaiah, to our conflict in Jerusalem, to our hope as we hear John the Baptist calling out from the wilderness, to our community building as young Christians in Thessalonians, to our various efforts to end the destructive violence of our modern day, we know and have always known that the hopes and joys of our faith do not come easily or in any sort of predictable time frame. Sometimes we are overjoyed with a sudden sense of God's presence and love. Sometimes. But more often than not, we wait, we wonder, Breathe in and out, not necessarily knowing what to do next, what comes next. This waiting and wondering is Advent. This year, I found Advent at the top of a tree in a memory from when I was 19. my first major loss, first loss of someone my own age. I ran to a good high climbing tree and limb over limb over limb, raised 30, 40, 50 feet up, and then I stopped to sit and sob. When I was all in tears, I figured I'd better climb back down. But I couldn't. It took strength to climb down. And I found that after climbing so fast and sobbing so hard, I was all used up. So I had to stay. Now I didn't find clarity in that tree. I didn't really know what to do with myself. It wasn't particularly comfortable. There certainly wasn't joy. But I did know, even then, that God was with I do know that my strength eventually returned, and I was able to get my feet back on the ground and return to life, changed by the pain, changed by my time at the top of that tree. That is that. 
what Advent invites us to each year, to open our eyes and hearts to all the pain and the suffering, and to sit with God holding space and gaining strength. Our challenge today is to not allow our schedules and devices to steal this sacred time from us. Our call is to allow the discomfort of empty space when it hurts. If we cannot allow space to hold the suffering that we have no control over, like death and illness, we will learn to avoid all things that are difficult, and thus we will be unable to answer John's call to clear the path of the wrongdoings in this world that we can affect and can make way for true, deep, authentic joy. We have a lot of work to do. Let's not distract ourselves from it. I want to propose two essential steps that we can take as we stand on the threshold this advent. First, we sit in whatever treetops we need to sit in in order to be with God, with our pain, away from distraction, yielding to the discomfort, resting, willing to wait for our strength to return. You have known times that are far from joyful. You have absorbed great shocks of grief in your life, in our communal lives, in the lives of those close to you. You have called out from wildernesses, broken silences. You have experienced or witnessed trauma in various forms. You have seen war and poverty. This is what human wilderness looks like, and we have all seen it. And we are not meant to be numb to it. Find a place you, where you can hold space for this pain, rest there, be held by God there, see more clearly there as you can, and wait there. I don't know how long we will each need to sit in the treetops, resting, gaining strength and perspective. These things do not happen on your time or on my time, not even on God's time. But on whatever amount of time it takes for each of us to be ready to reinvest in the second step. And this is the second step. To rediscover authentic joy, having visited the other side to clear the path, move the obstacles of our sins against one another, against creation, against our very nature as bearers of God's love in this world. It is big work. Our lives as Christians consist of feeling the pain of this world, retreating to rest and gain strength, and then getting our feet back on the ground to work and walk with Christ once again, working and walking toward the 
coming of the kingdom, where the way is made clear, where Jerusalem and all lands do have peace, where we can rejoice, where the oppressed will hear good news, the captives will be released, the broken hearts will be bound up. Allow yourself this week to sit at the top of the tree of Advent, to allow your soul some rest and some empty space, so that you can be strong enough, again or for the first time, to walk in joy with the incarnate one, so that you can truly see what Advent what this threshold we stand on separates in terms of what is and what could be. What healing is truly possible. And what kind of transformative joy Christmas actually brings. of his coming, let us pray to the Lord. Following the proclamation, come Lord Jesus, respond saying, hear our prayer. O key of David, 
Open wide our heavenly home as we pray for the Holy Church of God, especially for Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, and all who lead us at Trinity Church in worship, formation, mission, and ministry. We pray. Come, Lord Jesus. O desire of nations, bind in one the hearts of all humankind, and bid our sad division cease, so that your peace would be manifest in our nation and in all nations. For our leaders, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person. We pray, come, Lord Jesus. O root of Jesse's tree, be a sign of hope to come for this longing world and all its inhabitants. For our ministry partners at home and abroad, may our love for you show forth in our lives in how we care for others. We pray, come, Lord Jesus. O Emmanuel, that you may ransom those who mourn in lonely exile in the places of our deep hurts, for the sick and the suffering, especially Hank, Tom, Rick, Bill, Peter, Jude, Steve, Jack, Margo, Don, Cub, Marilyn, Zoe, David, Sherry, William, Joan, Sarah, Nancy, Phil, Anna, Ben, Bernie, Claire, Joyce, Sarah, Susie, Ellie, Ed, Catherine, Robert, Sarah, Yui, Edith, Joan, Kirstie, Alione, Edie. Are there others? For all who are in prison, homeless, grieving, or lonely, for the orphans and widows of today, we ask that in your name all oppression shall cease as we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. O Dayspring, we ask that you might disperse the gloomy clouds of night and put death's dark shadows to flight. For all who have died in the communion of your church, and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray, come, Lord Jesus. Almighty and transcendent God, you call to us, saying, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Let your spirit open our lives to your hope, that we may always see Christ in his coming, to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. By the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Good morning. I'm Mike Bottle, I'm the chair of this year's nominating committee, 
I wanted to make one last plug for nominations for lay leadership. If you, these past few weeks, have been holding on to that name um, of somebody that you think has gifts to share with our parish, um, today is the deadline for nominating that person. You can fill out this handy blue form uh, in your leaflet, turn it into the office. You can speak with uh, any member of the nominating committee. You could also email me directly. Um, as I said, today is the deadline, although I don't intend to be a stickler about that, so if you don't quite get to that email or that form by Monday morning, it's okay by me, so thank you. Good morning, I'm Brian Spur, and I'm one of the people who is involved in shepherding the pageant in the place next Sunday. Uh, and I have three things to say. One is that we have a dress rehearsal right at the church today. We'll start with lunch costumes and then right on into it. Second is that pageant is next Sunday, 3.30 here. Uh, please join us. If you're involved, the call for the rehearsal before the pageant is at 1.30. And the third thing to say is, like those innkeepers, we hope to be able to welcome anybody who shows up into the pageant. And so if you have some cousin from Duluth who's arriving with three little ones who need something to do, Show up. We'll find a place to put them, and we'll include them in the pageant. So thank you so much. Christmas is coming. We all know that. And it's celebrated for 12 days, you've heard the song. On the 12th day of Christmas, not only was a great gift given and a whole bunch of other gifts, but we celebrate the Epiphany, and that is the arrival of the wise men from the East and so we will celebrate with a service of lessons and carols that tells the whole story of Christmas all over again, in case you didn't know. So, Saturday, January 6th, is the lessons and carol service, and it will be followed by a lovely dinner, because we have not eaten enough over the holidays, so we're all going to break bread together. Um, I hope you can all join us. Uh, there is a time in the bulletin that says 6.30, but it actually could be a little bit earlier if the uh, Lesson Lake Carol service ends early. You do not want to miss our yummy food, so we suggest come to the service, and then all you have to do is walk downstairs and join us for dinner. We do ask you to sign up. Um, there is a sign-up sheet at the window, and um, please let us know how many people you bring. You can bring as many if you like. There is a suggested um, donation, $5 per person or $10 for a whole family, which is a great deal, and I hope you can all join us. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Jay Louie. Today I'd like to thank Nancy Hagner for her generosity. As many of you know, at a recent institution, Nancy designated Concord Prison Outreach for all the donations that were collected at her special service. This was an extremely magnanimous, magnanimous gesture. I'm happy to report that we have collected about $1,500 in contributions to Concord Prison Outreach. This wonderful designation continues Trinity's important role in supporting our prison ministry both in terms of donations and in terms of our parishioner volunteer assistance efforts. 
Uh, as a member of the board of Cochran Prison Outreach, I can assure Nancy and all prisoners that we'll really use this, we need this money, we'll use it very well, and it will be very prudent in terms of uh, its uh, allocation. So Nancy, thank you very much.
uh, as I've said, I'm going to be there no matter how many other people show up, but I hope that some other people will come because it's a lot more fun to do it together. And it's a way to create some of that space Becky was talking about, some kind of quiet, waiting space. Today is the last day for the Christmas flower dedication. There's a little table outside of the parish hall to sign up if you want to list a loved one in the Christmas bulletin. Today really is the last day, so this is your chance. And let's see. If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad you're here. If you any folks, please extend a warm hand and welcome to those sitting around you, whether they're new or not. That's how we get to know one another. So getting to know all of your names, and so please keep extending a warm hand with your name tag to me so that I can, so that I can get to know you. There'll be healing prayer very convenient over here. And that's it. That's the announcements. Let us walk in love. It's Christ loves us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
joining our voices, angels and archangels, and all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
occasion I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon you and those who you love, this day and always.